Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. KJ, you know I recently realized that we have something in common outside of our love for technology and being stellar, and I emphasize stellar, podcast hosts. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. We do have a lot in common, but I would love to understand what you think we have in common. So what I realized is that we've had the pleasure and opportunity to live in many places within the U.S. I know I've lived in California, Boston, the Tampa Bay area, and now the greater Denver metro area. But you being a military guy, I know you've lived all over the place. I've been around the globe, hence um, what the listeners can't see is all this gray hair. <laughs> um, so, But I've, I've seen a few things around, especially related to this episode, as far as like critical infrastructure, right? And from Europe to Africa to back here in the U.S. and down under in Australia. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot. And I can tell you, you know, in different countries, things are... Things are different and handled different than what our day-to-day lives look like here in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. Some people are really focused on making sure that their critical infrastructure is up and safe for everybody involved. They care about the environment and so forth. So not to say that we don't, it's just we consume a lot over here in the U.S. Yeah, Yeah, I think we take it for granted, honestly, that whether it's the roads, the power the water it's something that we expect to be there to be safe for us to drink safe for us to drive on all of those things that frankly i personally also take for granted and if there's an inconvenience like a pothole that hasn't been fixed i am frustrated and i blame whoever i can blame without realizing what's going on on the back end so i'm really excited today to hear about how dynamics 365 as a technology is going to empower the critical infrastructures industry Well, Kevin, I definitely want to understand how people get those potholes fixed, because one thing I don't like is running over (laughs) them and having to get my alignment realigned. It hurts. It hurts my car and it hurts my soul. (laughs) It hurts. (laughs) But without further ado, Kevin, can you go ahead and introduce this week's guest? I would love to. Digestible Dynamics, let me introduce you to Ben Hamill. Welcome, Digestible Dynamics. We are so excited to have Ben Hamill to talk about critical infrastructures. And it's honestly a new perspective on how to look at Dynamics 365 for myself and KJ. But first, Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, Kevin. Nice to be here today and excited to talk about critical infrastructure and really talk about how Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform is is perfect match for us. Love that. And before we dive into that, can you help our audience understand what comprises critical infrastructure? That's a great question, Kevin. So here at Microsoft, I'm the director of strategy for critical infrastructure for uh, the state and local government. So that to us means transportation, water utilities, public run power utilities, 
And inside transportation, it gets even more broad, right? So you're talking about airports and seaports, but also departments of transportation and transit authorities. So if you think about your daily life, everything you do to get around in the world here in the United States, like is driven by some level of critical infrastructure. Wow, that's huge. So it's pretty much important in terms of a functioning country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we take for granted a lot of times, you know, that we can pull out and we're safe on our roads that, you know, there's folks thinking about how do we make them more operationally efficient and and even more uh, sustainable, right? So I think that's a big part of today's world too, is how do we start to look at sustainability from a critical infrastructure point of view? Yeah, very good point. We'll definitely harp on that. But when we talk about critical infrastructures, what are the top digital obstacles I'm assuming the government or whoever's in charge of those critical infrastructures, what are they facing? Traditionally, we look at critical infrastructure and we just think about a construction project, right? We think about steel, we think about asphalt, we think about concrete, right? How do we build our bridges? You know, those kinds of things. And what we've found over time is that the materials that we use, the way we put down those materials, the way we look at resiliency, how do we make these roads last longer? We're finding that it requires technology. It requires us to actually leverage technology for our design and build phases, right? So we can look at what's the best way to to actually implement some of the roads in our transportation network. But probably more importantly, we're starting to look at sustainability. Are we using the right materials? And then how do we actually maintain these over time? So how do we know like on a bridge is uh, ready to be repaired or needed access? Or how do we know when it's safe to go on certain roads in terms of conditions and things like that? So we're really involving technology on every day in our lives now. Well, Ben, hey, this this KJ. And so I just wanted to truly understand how does all this work together, right? Like you have public transportation, you got energy, you have water, you have, how does that all work together to make sure that one alert for the consumer? So here, what we look at it is it starts with data, right? So where are we collecting data, some information? How do we actually visualize that data? So what, what are we looking at, right? So information around accidents and congestion happen all the time, water main breaks that happen, brownouts that are not providing uh, proper energy to our houses, right? All of those are data points that we can now communicate to the different stakeholders in the system to make sure that one, there's a a maintenance crew that's going to go and fix some of those things. Two, you and I want to know it because it's going to affect our commutes or it's going to affect our use of power or access to our water, things like that. So I think data needs to be collected and then visualized. And then I think what's more important is that those actions I just talked about could be automated, right? So I think that's where some of the Power Platform and and Microsoft Dynamics 365 come into play is that to trigger those activities that are pieces of information that can have actions. We want to automate as much as we can, right, to remove the physical person because we're all resource strapped. You know, everywhere across all these agencies in critical infrastructure don't have enough folks to work on the issues and, and to keep it maintained. So I think... I think the more we can use technology to do that, the, the better. No, no, that's those are great points. And so living here in Texas, um, you know, I think you're probably familiar with the power outages and, and things like that that we've gone through over our short three day winter. Um, I would I would like to know how critical infrastructure could help, you know, dynamics could help the critical infrastructure for outages like this, right, that happened here in Texas? Yeah, so, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right, KJ? So the bigger the network, the, the more challenging it is to keep up to date on all the designs, right? So when a crew goes out to fix a power outage, right, they should be in enti- or they should be empowered with a device that actually gives them the schematics of what they're going to look at. They should have a, a job inside Dynamics 365 that tells them what tools to bring because they're going to know what parts and what things they're going to need when they show up because usually the power outage is not somewhere on the side of the street, right? It could be out in a field somewhere. It could be in a, a 
remote area, right? Something that get hit by a, a storm, something to that effect. So first, you got to be able to locate that asset. You got to be able to know what you need to fix that asset. And you got to know what skills you need to do. So D365, Dynamic 65, and, and Power Apps is a perfect way to, one, collaborate and schedule the right resources. Those resources need to have access to what they're showing up to see. And they need to know what tools they need to fix. So I think that's one of the ways. The other way I'll say, too, is even in uh, trying to build against having these big outages, you're going to want to have devices in, in the folks' hands that are out in the field to collect more data, right? To do the inspections, to bring back that information so that we can be more proactive with some of these activities versus just reactive when a big storm flies through. So KJ, I think lots of opportunities for uh, Diamond 365 to be that case management or that fleet management or that field maintenance kind of component to it, right? To, to keep the system up and running. No, that makes sense. Thanks. When we think about different use cases, I think of from a customer service standpoint, there's nothing more frustrating than, oh, my power's out and you try to reach out to a power company and it, there's a queue or there's not even a clear number to reach out to. And the best way you can find out information is through Twitter. I see customer service as a huge use case. Is that something you're seeing across the critical infrastructures as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's not even just the energy or the power. I mean, when there's a road outage or there's big potholes in the road and you're trying to cause folks to come fix those, but it becomes a safety issue. So, Kevin, I think when we think about just the ability to use technology to help facilitate a lot of those conversations, to drive a lot of the, the case management. But customer service is what we interact with. We expect, because we in our daily lives, we have such great customer service and all of our retail experiences and things like that. We expect that when we interact with our government too. And the government's not always thinking about customer service first. Our voice components that, you know, and the chat bots that we have right on top of the, the D365 platform really helps to force multiply. You know, KJ was just talking about a big outage, right? And when you have that, Everyone calls. When you have a massive amount of people calling, you need to be able to provide them a method to communicate and get information without having to talk to a live person all the time. And I think that's where the Dynamics 365 platform and Power Platform can really drive efficiencies around customer service. Absolutely. I know that when I think of critical infrastructures, resources aren't as abundant as you would think or as you would hope. So something like a power virtual agent or like a knowledge base for people to go through for FAQs would be huge and help ease a lot of the anxiety when something's happening where the power's out or when I was in Florida for Hurricane Ian answering those questions. Hey, this is what we expect. Having some type of uh, up-to-date information of when the power is going to come back on, etc. I can see that, especially in the context of natural disasters, being very helpful. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, to think about is across the U.S., Microsoft's implemented Dynamics 365 for 311 systems. So those are the things that, you know, we're all about automating our complaints to our governments, right? And so 311 systems is a great way to collect what information we as citizens can provide to the government to give them the information they need to fix the challenge that, that we faced, right? So I think mm -hmm. 311 is another way to gather a lot of those, uh, Kevin, ideas when people want to reach out. Dynamics 365 is a great platform for 311 systems. And so far, we've talked about a lot of ways that critical infrastructures are going to be reactive to certain scenarios. Any situations or use cases around them being proactive with uses of AI or machine learning? 
Yeah, I got a, I got a pretty cool one, Kevin. It's actually, there's this thing called side hustle, right? And people are always looking for ways to make a little bit more money, you know, out of the side of their day job. New York City actually engaged the citizens in New York City to help out with a challenge. And one of those challenges is a sustainability issue where an idling truck can only idle for three minutes and then it violates the actual environmental policies in, in the city of New York. So they didn't have enough investigators to travel around the city to find all these trucks. So they actually empowered the citizen to take a video of that. And that video, if you can collect a video of three minutes or longer of a truck idling on the side of the road, you upload it to Dynamics 365, it creates a case. Inside there, we run data AI, so artificial intelligence and machine learning on those videos to isolate it, to test it, to make sure it did violate the three minutes rules. And if it does, then the investigator just doesn't have to even investigate that incident. But you as a citizen, you know what happens, Kevin? You get $84. Right. So every nice. time you do that, you can actually, there was a gentleman, I think earned $64,000 last year, just going around the city, just collecting those videos, but it required <laughs> technology platform like dynamics, right. To be able to collect the cases, manage the cases, you need data AI and ML to actually force multiply your investigators and, and eliminate all the noise that, you know, there was 10,000 videos uploaded in one month last year. Right. So how do you do that wow. without technology? You can't, but it really started thwarting a lot of these uh, idling vehicles. And now sustainability was addressed through just that one solution. Well, I definitely need to move to New York City and get <laughs> get that extra money there. But <laughs> so, I mean, with that, how do you secure something like that? I mean, because I think security goes hand in hand with AI and anything that we do on the platform. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I think there's an ethical side to that and there's a, a security side to that, right? Because AI and ML can be used for positive reasons, like we're talking about here today, too. But we also here at Microsoft really make sure that it's ethical on any use of our AI ML. But from a security point of view, yeah, you need to know where that data is, data about people. How do you secure that and make sure that only the right stakeholders or the right users can have access to the right data? And that's what I love about Dynamics 365. It's uh, role-based access control that's just built in by default, right? means that, Kevin, you can see the same case that I do, that KJ says, and we're going to see different levels of information based on what our roles are in the overall solution. And I think that's a huge piece right there, KJ, is around cybersecurity connections, making sure it's protected from outside thwarting, but also internally, you got to make sure the right roles get access to the right data as well. No, that makes sense. So, I mean, you kind of shared a story about a customer, but do you have another great story that you could share with the listeners around critical infrastructure. KJ, with the uh, Biden administration's release of the $1.2 trillion of funding over the next five years, there's so much opportunity to empower our customers to leverage the Dynamics 365 and Power Platform to facilitate operational efficiencies, right? That's a great way to do that. I think it's also about to start addressing some of the safety challenges that, that they're facing critical infrastructure, as well as sustainability issues. And overall, you know, everything needs to be secure. All this data that we're doing from critical infrastructure needs to be protected against outside attacks and things like that. So I think the Biden administration's investment has been a great way to jumpstart technology use in critical infrastructure. And we're excited for all the different use cases that our customers can leverage Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform to uh, use the funding to improve their uh, government agencies. All right, Ben, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. One of the themes that I recognize that you were able to communicate to us was the ability to do more with less thanks to leveraging technology. When I think of critical infrastructures, we take them for granted oftentimes, but they are strapped for resources and there's not enough time in the world as it is. So using Dynamics 365 is a great way for them to accomplish what they need to with limited resources. So thank you for being on the show, Ben. 
Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks. <laughs>